Hello everyone and welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast. Bam 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 bam. That's right. It's exciting and it's hype. It's Friday. Um it's we're live on on YouTube, right? Yes, we are. Uh, my name is Alex. That's Skiva. Word. What's up, How's man? it going? How you doing? I'm doing good, you know. So we uh uh, because of all the 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 craziness that happened uh, last week and the week before and the week before with Streamlabs, we have are now on OBS. And we had a slight issue starting the show right on time, but uh, I think this is going to go a lot better than it has. In the deal past with few weeks. it, people. Yep. All right, deal with it. Yep, okay. Yep. It's a lot easier to deal with starting a couple minutes late than it is having your stream crash. <laughs> this <show>. is true. <laughs> true that. True that. Well, well I'm and, excited. It's Friday. And I got to say, man, like, I guess you doubled the bit rate or something. I did. Dude, it looks so good. Like, we did Thanks. a little test stream right before yeah. we went live here. And I think the show looks better than it's ever been. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to be a little bit more high duff now. So sorry, everyone. Mm, sorry. Mm. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're welcome, people. <laughs> and I can see even more of this glory <laughs> that's happening here in the Between Reality ship. Um, but. Good job, dude. Rebuilding Thanks. our entire show in, uh, in a new software thing. Yeah, all absolutely. Your, all your, your knobs and, and whistles and bells and all that all lined up and you good to We'll go. find out throughout this show <laughs> now, won't we? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, so uh, we're live. I mentioned yep. that already. Yep. Um, yeah. But there's a chance that you're listening to this right now and it's not live. Yeah, you know, this is true. Maybe you've caught us on uploadvr.com. After mm -hmm. the fact, right? We are official upload VR correspondents here uh, at Between Realities. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe you're catching it on one of your favorite podcast platforms, the audio version that Skiva diligently uploads yeah. every week. Yeah, right? iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, all the things. It's all, all of them. But, all of them, yep. But just saying, live on Fridays on yeah. YouTube, that's the place, yeah. right? That's where the magic happens. Well, and you know really what it comes down to, dude, is the magic is our chat. Like, oh, we have... For real. The best people rolling through the live chat here for Between Realities every single yep. week. And um, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here with all of you. Uh, VR with Jasmine is the first in my chat today. Oh, nice. And look, I'm even wearing my... Ooh. Uh, uh, let's see. There, there it is. Look at that shirt, That's huh? a VR with Jasmine yeah, shirt. Yeah, you can go over to Jazz's YouTube page and uh, you can find a link over there to purchase one of these yourself. Go get it. Get it. Buy, consume, buy, consume. <laughs> uh, Diego Darko said What's that up? Jasmine beat him to it. Well, you got to be faster on the draw, bro. Mm -hmm. You want to be number one? You're going to have to be quicker than that. <laughs> Surgical Gaming's in the house. What's, What's up, up, dude? Hey, how's it going? Is that Creeper Betty PSVR? Hey, oh. Creeper Betty. What's up? It's Creeper Betty. Thanks for being here. Paradise Decay says, yo, yo, yo. P. Diddy. He's here. Mash Daddy Cool also ah, says, yo, Mash. yo, yo. One of my favorite VR shows. What do you mean one of? Yeah. Come on what now. Mean, one of. <laughs> Your favorite VR show is on right now. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Mike Newton says, bring on the weekend. You're oh. damn right, Mike Newton. Heck yeah, Mike. The homie. Good to see you. That's Q Creator, right? Yes, Q Creator. I, I, did, yep. I just, like, last on the last episode, I connected the yeah. dots. like, by the way, I'm Q Yeah, creator, he messaged idiot. on Patreon and said, uh, and, and filled me in, and I was a little late seeing that, so sorry about that. Well, Had your name doubled, but that's cool, because you're double an awesome person. Yeah, so, I you thought know. you were two amazing people, and yeah. now I only have one. I don't know yeah. if I'm happy or sad, right? It's yeah. like I had two fantastic community members, Q Creator and Mike Newton, mm -hmm. and not so much anymore, <laughs> but we love you, and uh, we're happy to have you here with us. Yeah, and check down at the, at the 
the ticker on the bottom of the desk because we've had uh, a few Patreons come on board lately and we appreciate you guys so much. Seriously. Thank you so much. Seriously, it means the world to us. It, it allows does. us to do a lot more than we could without your contributions. Yes, for reals. Yeah, so mm -hmm. uh, you just keep signing up and we'll just keep doing this show and oh. everybody is all happy, right? <laughs> uh, Ecoin to the Future says, good afternoon, groovy VR peoples. What's up? up? Ecoin, am I saying that right, dude? Ecoin mm. to the Future? I think so. Um, I'm going to go with that. Moby's Gaming, Ayo. What's up, Moby's hey. Gaming? Hey. Andy's VR reviews in the house. Hey, he's Andy, here. how's it going? He's done with his work and uh, he's excited to be uh, here for Between Realities time. Uh, Moby's Gaming commenting on our song earlier, by the way. That is a yes. official Between Realities jam. Right? We had that song commissioned, so it's it's the only place you can hear it. And if you want to want to name it, you're welcome. To come up with a great title for it. Um, Delir Delirium Drew Delirium VR. What's up, M? How are you? M is here picking up pizza. Let's freaking go! Oh, yeah, send some over. We'll fly the ship over and grab we'll, some. We'll get some of that. Yep. some of that pizza. M. Jansen Fox in the house. Jansen. What's up, Jansen Fox? A little Chai Town D up here. D, what's up? Thanks for helping us last yes. night. Appreciate Chai Town uh, D. your help there. Helped us pull off some stuff while we were troubleshooting uh, XE yep. VR developer. Um, yeah. Mickey Burr, I already I think I said Mickey. What's up, Mickey? Uh, Gamertag VR is here. What's up, GT? GT, word. You're the homie, bro. We yep. love you. Yes, we do. We, <laughs> we want to hang out with you more. Yes. Chroma Snare. Hey, dude. Hey, Chroma. Chroma Snare is here. Um, uh, Florian. What's up? Florian Fahrenberger. Florian, just what's the, up? Literally the king of B-Haptics Discord. You're the real Heck deal, yeah. bro. Um, Ryan, and Br Ryan Brandon's here. What's up, Ryan Brandon? Hey there. Thanks Hello. for popping in and yes. uh, saying hi. And, uh, you know, that's going to be it because... Oh, Duggars K. Hey, Duggars. Word up, Duggars. How's it going? Um, today, we uh, have someone from Polyart Games joining us. We do. This is really exciting. That's Ma awesome. It is awesome because you can basically ask anybody who has played Moss and they're going to tell you how much of a premier VR experience Moss really is, especially in my opinion for a seated experience. Right? It's so like, iconic. It's literally iconic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we're very, very happy to have someone from Polyart Games here joining us today. Allow me to introduce Chris Alderson from Polyart Games. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. All right. Thanks Thank for joining, Chris. Yeah. Thank I've, you for joining us. I've also been digging the, the chat. I got to say, everyone seems very polite uh, and very, very excited just to, to be a part of this. Um, so everyone's kudos polite. To you guys, kudos to the, the, the chat. Kudos to you guys, chat. Thank you for, for real. being here. Dark Angel is here also. Thank you for joining this us. This is our dear. fam, our VR fam. I love, I love everyone in this chat. I love you guys. It is. So, you know, we better not see anybody <laughs> start to flame us or Moss or anything like that. Because if it happens, then, you know, there goes our reputation for having a great community. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like to say that up front, just so everyone's like, oh, we are cool. We are going to be really well behaved. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, it's kind of hard to, to give you a hard time, man, because moss literally is widely regarded as like one of the premier vr experiences and i think you guys must know that right like you know you've got something good on your hands over there yeah i think i think we do we do some things right um <laughs> yeah we, we we also um we yes we we think we we visually we we do really well i think we we really put a lot of effort and a lot of care into the feel of our games and really we're just trying to bring a, like an emotional experience something that's a little bit different than what you normally play something that's a little bit more somber 
one that you can kind of like take your time and just in, engulf yourself in the space and enjoy your time with the characters within it. And um, yeah, I, I think I think that's probably the thing. I wouldn't say we're like better than anyone else. I just think we're we what we do. I think we've we've gotten pretty good at, and I hope so because we've been doing it for about seven years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have in my notes here, co-founder and art director at Polyarch. Are those, you, you carry both of those titles? Yes. Yeah. I, um, yeah, help. I was there at the very beginning. Um, you guys might know some of us came from Bungie and we were sort of an offshoot of that. And when a couple of my really good friends decided to leave Bungie and start pursuing VR, which is very, like a very fresh concept at the time, at least VR as like, there's always been like VR and science fiction and like older versions of it, like the, the virtual boy. Um, but now it's like, it's turning into a thing. And um, I just had to jump at that opportunity. And so one of the, one of the founders was a uh, Tam, he was an engineer and the other one was a designer named Danny and we needed an artist. And so they were like, Hey, how, what, do you want to do this? I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it was very, very terrifying, but at the same time, it's been a, probably the most rewarding experience that I've gone through. At least it's pretty crazy how far we've come. We're, we're a studio of like 35 people now, maybe 36. Nice. And um, yeah, and VR just is, it's, it's, you know, it's slowly getting adopted, but I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. And um, I got to say a lot of those early fears are completely gone now. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, I think everyone yeah, I, here I, knows. I uh, oh, sorry. No, um, yeah, started out as a, as a character artist, um, and I was doing that for about ten years at other game studios, and then, um, yeah, as as sole artist at at Polyarch for for probably about a year, um, I had to learn a lot of other new things and learning VR, and also learning to become an environment artist and a concept artist and an effects artist. Um, probably, yeah, one one of the one of the craziest years of my life, having to just learn and. But as far as like. Again, I keep using the word rewarding. Um, it definitely was. I, I grew as a person and an artist more in that year than I think I ever ever did in the 10 years before that. Mm, wow. Yeah. I mean, first of all, let me say shout out Diego starting the tip train with $5 or five. What is that? A euro pound? I, I don't know. I think it's a pound. Yeah, Diego. That's a pound. That's a pound, baby. <laughs> that's right. Five Woo. pounds tip train. Thank you. You've got you guys started with the engine and we appreciate you, dude. Thank you for your contributions. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, so like you guys, you you were at Bungie? Did you come from Bungie? Yeah. I was I was at Bungie for about seven years. And mm. and then like and then what? Like you put on a VR headset and you played a game and then you're like, wait a second, uh no, this is what I'm gonna do. Like how like how did that happen? Um actually you kinda nailed it. We Poly or uh, Bungie is in Bellevue. And right on their back door is Valve. Nice. And if you are a game developer in Seattle for any extensive period of time, you just end up knowing everybody. Um, yeah. It's a very small community with a bunch of studios all in one really small area. And we had some buddies, and Valve is known for picking up the vibe really early on and, and being one to like really facilitate that. And they took that and the knowledge they, they gained from all that VR experience and then created their own headset. But um, yeah, I remember going there and there was an entire room just dedicated to the Vive and it had all the like the lighthouses and everything and just wires coming from the ceiling and, and a 
pretty incomplete headset. It was it was wide open with like cords and like gadgets all over it, and it was the most sci-fi experience I ever had at the time. And they put the headset on, and I didn't know what to expect. And they had this. I don't know if anyone's played earlier demos that they have, but they had. I think it was called the Blue or this big whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in hindsight, it's such yep. a simple experience. But but man, if as your first time putting on a VR headset and that's what happens, you just kind of I lost my mind. And I was like, okay, I have to be a part of this. And even then, it seemed like pretty far off because it didn't it didn't seem adaptable at that at that point because it was all all these wires and open um, panels on this big like three pound headset. And I was like, this is just not going to happen. And then a year later they were selling units and people were buying them. And um, yeah, I I would say it was very instant. It was an instant, like I was a believer from that moment. That's amazing. D1360 VR is in the house. Uh, What's up, dude? Good to see you. Um, Z Storm's here. What's up, Z Storm? Dazed Netic is here. Said almost cried playing Moss for the first time PC VR. That's a pretty bold yeah. statement and amazing, and I completely believe you. Yep. Um, uh, Gamertag says that Moss is a beautiful VR action diorama with a character that you really care for. It's also set the bar for player interactive platformer in VR. Moss and Astrobot are high quality. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, and then my dad's actually here in chat right now. Says hey. Moss is our favorite game of all time. This no. is wow. This is my yeah. dad. Who's like not, he didn't introduce me to VR, okay? <laughs> like, let's be clear. You know what I mean? Like, I like forced him to try it and he like played some Beat Saber and then eventually got into Moss. And now here he is, my father saying, Your game is the best game that he's ever played. Pretty cool. He hmm. doesn't say that about every game of every developer that's on your podcast. No, he no, he, hmm. he jumped straight from, uh, from Chippendale Rescue Rangers on NES to Moss. He, like, yeah. he's, he's got a thing yeah. for like the small woodland creatures in the platform yeah. games, I guess. Yeah, I see the, I see the bridge there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, love dads. No, we actually, yeah, this is funny because we, we have an older, older fan base. Um, a lot of the messages we get um, through our contact um, on our website is a lot of people. Um, yeah, a lot of people in their like 60s and 70s who you wouldn't expect to have VR because VR seems like such a new like VR's for the kids, you know, it's like the future. Um, but man, they're they're one they they love the game. They um, they just have the nicest things to say. Um, for some reason, they're very vocal about Moss, and they just have to tell us how much they love it. And man, I can't I can't get enough of it. So bring bring it on. It is pretty amazing. I gotta say, I. Uh... You know, I have my own little YouTube channel, Alex VR, that I don't really post much to anymore. Um, but I did do a full playthrough of the first Moss book uh, for, on the Oculus Quest. I was going to review the game, but I recorded the whole thing. And since I recorded the whole thing, I was like, well, I'll, I'll just post this in its entirety. And it is by far my most watched video on my channel, by far, because so many people have used my video as a walkthrough to like get them through trickier parts of the area of the game or to like figure out how to advance or whatever. And a good portion of the people who comment on my video are older. And I say older, meaning old enough to be my parents, you know, like, Oh, I've, I'm just getting into VR and I've never been a gamer. And, you know, thank you for this video. It really helped me get through this game. And they've like been working on it for like weeks 
you know, <laughs> like playing the game for weeks, like really taking their time and like immersing themselves in each scene, which I think is probably one of the reasons why, um, you know, the older crowd maybe loves this game so much because, mm -hmm. you know, as a gamer myself, like I really appreciate atmosphere and vibes and all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm there to solve the puzzles. I'm there to get through it. Like I'm there to clear the jumps, boom, boom, boom. And I, you know, I can, I, I don't know, Moss takes me a few hours, you know, three hours, something like that. But some people might get seven or eight hours if they just like pump the brakes a little bit and like really work through a lot of the uh, the puzzles and stuff. Um, now, I guess Moss Book 2 is a little bit longer in length. Is it? Would, is it, would you say it's longer than Moss yeah, Book 1? It's, it's, it's taking people actually a, a few hours longer to, to be. Um, and yeah, I'm actually a little... A little surprised by it because when while we're making it, we don't really know. We're like, I think it's about, we we think it's longer. I know the game is bigger. Um, we made we made more rooms, we made more weapons and more enemies and and everything. Every every aspect of it is is bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, but you never really know because sometimes people will play it and they'll find that the 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 puzzles just aren't as hard and they can cruise through the rooms quicker. Um. But but no, we we we're actually pretty happy that it is is a little bit longer because that was one of the main criticisms of the first game. Well, yeah, I mean, a game like this yeah. this good, you don't ever want to end. You know? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we spend, I mean, we do spend a lot of time and care making sure that the world and the characters and everything is like is is good enough for the people who play it. Um, and so I think a lot of our polish level kind of takes over some of the like overall game length. So it's like we could add a few more rooms, but we also want to make sure that this experience is like one of the premier experiences that that a small team can create. Um, but I don't know. You might know this, but we actually refer people who get stuck and write to us to your video of your playthrough. It's like the most like succinct, like easy playthrough, and we we timestamp them and send them off, and they they look at it. So essentially, we're working together. We're we're uh, we're coworkers. So so I guess I can expect a name in the credits of one of these games at some point, right? Like because yeah, yeah. I mean because I don't know if I'm like I'm like your community manager with my video. It's all it takes. <laughs> Just command it manages the community with that whole thing. Well, yeah. That's well, awesome. I think, yeah, maybe Moss Moss Three will get you a special special thanks. There we go. Ooh. There we go. We finished the game by the time i met you but <laughs> yes yes yeah. you Mod three. say no not, more not yeah i also want to say that yeah like i think at, at gdc when i met you i managed to like spoil and reveal a bunch of stuff that i wasn't supposed to um and so i if i'm mm. i'm almost on like tom holland level of spoilery interviews so <laughs> if anybody has questions that they really want answers to i'm probably your guy but i'll do my best i have i have some notes of things not to say well that's good <laughs> So but I want to say Moss 3 is not confirmed yet. Um, heard that Moss 3 confirmed. You heard it here first. It's coming. Chris Alderson spilling the beans on Between Realities. No beans. No beans. No beans, no beans okay. Taco Man. So before we get before we get into into book two, which I definitely want to talk about, which I guess I'll just say this up front, I think is gonna contain some spoilers when we get to it, because there's a few aspects of the game I would like to discuss. Um mm -hmm. but until we get there. I, I still like we were we started at the beginning and I want to get a clearer picture of kind of how this this game, you know, was with its birth, so to speak. So you guys, you know, you're at Bungie and, uh, you know, you're you put on the headset. Holy crap. This is amazing. 
now what? Like, like did, is is Quill or the world of Moss something that was sitting in the back of somebody's head, like waiting to be born into a project? Or was the VR first and then the rest kind of came after that? Yeah, well, VR was first. And yeah, no, I, I can I can walk you all the way through it. Yeah, VR was first. Um, and then while we were playing with it, well, I, I should start. Danny Danny and Tim had a had a, like a three month console like stint at Oculus while they were developing the the Rift. And so the first time you saw like touch controllers and everything. So they kind of knew what was was on the horizon. And it seemed like most studios and projects they saw were very like large and epic and like bigger the better and like sense of scale and so i think it was a calculated um calculated risk i would say on our part to do something much smaller um but but we found that that there was there was also another demo that we played at valve that what that did deal with more like dioramas and i thought it was just as compelling to look into this like tiny world and um and, and and all these moving characters and things and you can like and, and and you feel powerful in a way where you're like I'm here and I'm looking down and they can look at you and mm-hmm. and and then in, in a way it kind of like it gave us some feelings of like wanting to take care of them you know if if you think about the good version of that um, and as a studio I don't I don't think we'll be the studio that makes your sort of like violent dark scary experience I think we do want the more warm inviting comforting um, like we. You know, we don't want our stories to have like just no stakes. You know, we we do want to make sure there's some like mature themes and like things you can learn from and and, and feelings you can have from that. But um, with all of that, we we started thinking about what um, what gave us those feelings of like wanting to take care of something small, and we looked at we always, I mean, for the most part, we try to look at our lives and like, um, you know, like what. What I remember growing up is my, I grew up in a field and like an orchard and my younger brother would find all these like creatures and like snakes and frogs and little mice and he would take care of them. And, and I just remember that feeling of like these little mice in growing up. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I think this is something that I, I think people will respond to. And, and the, the comment on the, on the chat, someone was like, it almost made me cry, you know? And, and we first took the game to E3 after sort of figuring out the kind of like protagonist we want and we did not expect it but we did have a few people play for the first time and i think it might have been their first vr experience in general where it just was overwhelmingly emotional and it really it really solidified it to us of like okay we are doing things kind of the right way um and so yeah, we take that, we take the little world, we take what do we think people will respond to, and then on, and then the, the last part is, I, was, I guess there's two more parts. One, we wanted a comfortable experience. We played a few experiences where you we were flying through the world and it made us a little sick, and we're like, okay, we're not ready to solve that problem yet. Yeah. But the final one was the, the novelty of being able to reach into the world and grabbing objects and characters and holding them and, 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 and pulling things and, you know, and twisting. And we just wanted to make sure that we had a lot of that in our game. Um, and I think going back to, I'm just ranting now, going back to um, sort of like an older generation I, I, that wants to experience VR, I actually think it's probably easier because there is more affordance. Like instead of having to use all these buttons and this like complicated configuration to like make a character move and dodge at the right time and, and attack, 
it's like we've simplified it all down to like just go and grab a thing you know mm -hmm. does it look like you can grab it cool you probably can and so go and grab it um you know we we are throwing a blindfold on people's heads right now and we're expecting them to um, to remember the layout of all these buttons and i i think purposefully all the, all of these developers are creating things that are very um very natural you know it's like we don't we don't need complex button configurations we just need things to feel like they will react the way we want them to um and so i know that was a really long no this is all day but but that's i would say those 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 elements are what what gave us the idea for moss so paradise decay dropping the two pounds for quill's cheese fund oh, oh right that's pretty nice thank you pd thanks buddy thanks pd <laughs> uh you're awesome dude so does quill eat cheese is i is that is quill that kind of mouse a, a <laughs> cheese eating mouse we do i i believe we do have a painting in the basement of the castle in moss 2 that has cheese on it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, cheese confirmed. All right. Cheese yeah. confirmed. You weren't supposed to spill it, but you did. Cheese <laughs> confirmed from Polyart. Quill is not lactose intolerant. Yeah. So did yeah. you like, is it you? Like, is, did, did Quill come from you? Or is there somebody on the team that's responsible for like d developing the character of Quill? Um, I mean, the way we like to work is, um, I mean, I did some of the very first drawings of Quill. Um, well, while we were just a small team, um, I also, I also say our first employee was, was Brendan Walker. And so he was also there. So he helped work on the, the first demo of, of Moss. And we had a couple people helping us on the side that would later come and join us full time. Um, but I can't say I fully developed Will without mentioning Rick Lico, who's our, uh, lead animator animation director at the studio um and we worked with that we worked together at bungie and also i worked with him at monolith too so i would say for my entire 17 year long career i've worked with rick Lico. and so we kind of we're at that point where we just understand each other and know what each other's thinking and and we have this sort of back and forth so i yeah did some drawings made a quick block model handed it over to him and he's like ah this isn't really working for me um the yeah it the first version was very humanoid. And so it was like, you know, a character that's very heroic, but felt more like your, you know, your Sonics or your, your, mm. um, bunnies where it's like very st standing up and it's, we didn't, we didn't feel anything. Yeah. When we looked at the character, we we're like, okay, this character can definitely like kick ass, but I don't feel, I don't feel much for it. And we did a few paintovers and in the end we decided to just, you know, start over, scrap it and start with just a normal, just a mouse. Let's get a mouse, a mouse. Figure out the mouse skeleton. Straight up mouse. And, you know, took the mouse. We did we did rotate the the pelvis a little bit so she could stand up. Um and we started playing with it. And we were finding that, yes, okay, finally we okay, we feel something. We actually want to like hang out with this character. Um, but there were some elements that we weren't getting out of it. And the, the two that come to mind are the ears weren't because Quill is so small and she's she's about this size. We weren't getting the emotion because like the face would be so small that we can't really get a lot anyway out of like the eyes and the and the nose and the mouth. We needed something to show okay well, how is Quill feeling and that's why the ears are so big. Um, you yeah. could say that it's um, we were what's there's like that movie I I never I can't remember it 
shows you that I'm not copying it because I can't remember the name <laughs> of it. Despero, Despero, where, where the ears are really large. And like, we weren't, it wasn't our intent to do that, but, but we needed emotion. So it's the, the, the ears and the tail really bring it out. Mm. So like her. the ears like go down when she's sad, you know, or like pick yeah. up when something cool is happening. Yeah. And Moss one quill didn't even have a face rig. She, she didn't even like squint her eyes or anything. She was just like, it was all in the ears. Um, oh, and then in Moss 2, we really, we really um, amped it up and like gave her eye emotions and and all that. And then the second thing was like her 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 little arms weren't enough to swing a sword or, or climb onto ledges. <laughs> and so she does have slightly longer limbs than your average mouse. But other than that, um, Quill's straight up mouse skeleton. I like it. And cool. I think that's sort of like what we that's sort of the limit in which we want to like make Quill cartoony or any of the rodent characters. Um, cause we find that, that making, we're trying to bring up, um, some nostalgia with people like, you know, maybe, maybe Quill reminds you of your pet dog or cat or, or, or something from, from mm -hmm. your past. And maybe that's why when you see Quill, you tear up a little bit. We don't, we don't know, but, mm -hmm. um, but that's whatever we can do to help, help strengthen your bond with her. We'll, we'll try. Paradise Decay's question then is basically, so how long did that take? from like your first mouse drawing to the final version of Quill? Um, thankfully, Rick is very fast. He's the fastest animator I've ever worked with. Um, I would say we had Quill from concept to finish probably in like, I would say two weeks. Two weeks, boom, to, mm. make, to make what is now an iconic character in VR gaming. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Wow. Um, you, do, you, make, you make things and then after a while it's like too late to change <laughs> so it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like okay i guess this is it you know and that's we it. develop the rest of the style and everything and and hope hoping that she still fits and um yeah we even found ways to make her gauntlet fit into the story and <clears throat> so yeah it definitely i do was love that gauntlet when coming up with her story uh creeper betty psvr with the five dollars super hey. chat hey. Saying thank you, Chris. Thanks for telling your story. Uh, Moss does pull the emotional strings for sure. I also love that you brought Toad back. Keep up the amazing work. Ooh. And then Soul BC right after Soul BC <laughs> with yeah. the two dollars. He said he's late, so here's two dollars. Boom. Hey man, you know, you early, late, it doesn't matter, bro. <laughs> you just donate, and we'll always be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Moss Book 2 because uh, at this point it's been out for it's been out on PSVR for a while and it's coming to Quest 2 very soon, right? Yes, um, next month. Next month, I want to say it's the 21st. We're gonna say it's the 21st of July. You hear that, pops? You got until July 21st to kill the final boss of Moss Book 1 so you can move on to Moss Book 2. And see some of these exciting things that we're about to talk about. Uh, potential spoiler alert here. Actually, this is definitely a spoiler alert because oh, block September, yours. there's something I want to talk about. September 16th is when it comes out. Oh, cool. Say that again. Oh no, so that was that was before. Hold yeah, on. yeah, it's July. Moss book. Sorry, I'm just doing some You're, quick. <laughs> just doing some quick right. googling on I my own right. game. I was <laughs> 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 like September. <laughs> no, no, it's next month for sure. I think I saw it on a trailer there on our screen, uh, July twenty something. So yep. ne next month, July twenty something, whatever. We don't know. <laughs> we got the developer here, and we still don't know. Um, all right. So in Moss Book Two, 
This is a spoiler, okay? So if you've not played the game yet, you might not want to listen to this. I don't know. But I want to talk about it, and you've played it, right? I've I've only gotten uh, about two and a half hours in. Okay. Well, maybe you know about this. Do okay. I have your permission to speak? Absolutely. All right, great. So I was pleasantly surprised by a few things in Moss Book 2, you know? And I'm for the record, I am definitely excited to play it again on another platform. You know, PSVR is great for a lot of reasons, and it's not for some others. And yeah. I don't love how blurry the PSVR is. So I can't wait to play the game again on something yeah. that just has a, sure. a bit of a higher resolution. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it'll be Quest or maybe a future PC uh, release on Steam or something. I guess we can talk about that as well. But I want to talk about the game a little bit. There was a moment in this game when all of, all of a sudden there's a new character introduced and I am controlling a new character. Did you play that far? I did not. There's a new character. That you can play as. Sorry for the spoiler. I tried to prevent this. <laughs> Here it is. And uh, I did not see that coming, and I thought it was really, really exciting. You know, So we've been sitting here talking about Quill this whole time, but with Moss Book 2, you've actually expanded a little bit on your character roster, I guess. Do you want to talk a little bit about the character that you guys added to Moss Book 2? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, where do I, where do I start? One, we... We developed the story of Moss as a whole. The story that you've played up through Moss Book 2, we wanted to be just the first game. We didn't want the, the story to end in Moss 1 right when you enter the castle. Um, but that was sort of like, okay, we have this amount of time, we have this amount of money. I think this is about as far as we can go before we need to, like, we need to release a game. We need to get it out. And so we ended up splitting that story into two. The owl was always supposed to be the main antagonist. Um, and then we were stuck when we started Moss 2. We're like, okay, we don't want this entire game to just be in a castle. We're VR. We want you to experience all these different places, which we were able to do with Moss 1 because it was all about the journey. <clears throat> and so we're like, okay, how do, we, how do we find a way to get you out of the castle? How do we find, you know, how, how do we go bigger? How do we go crazier with the, the lo locations? How do we show you different weather? Um, and so that kind of gave us the idea of realms. We, we always knew that, and we talked about it a lot early on, even in Moss 1, that you're in a library. There's a lot of books. And every book probably has a different character that you can play and, 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 and move. So we knew we, we, we wanted to explore that eventually. Like, Moss isn't just about mice. It's not even just about rodents or animals. There's also fairy-type characters. There's sprites. Like, the plants can grow and be magical. Right. And, and to um, be clear these... really quick before you go on, when you say you yeah. are in a library, you don't mean Quill is in a library. Like, mm -hmm. you are. Like, when you start you the game are. of Moss, a book opens in front of you, and you yeah. are in a library. You're the reader. Yes, yeah. you're the reader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what you're talking about is what, uh, what do these other books in this, in this library exactly. have in them? And we, we've always talked. There's thousands of them. And each book has a main character. And so um, we knew we wanted to explore it at some point, but it was kind of, it was an opportunity, I think, to one, get you out of the castle and to explore different areas and um, kind of, yeah, park back to some of those early promises that we made to ourselves that, yes, we, we don't want it to just be about cool. We have a lot of stories to tell. Um, and then on top of that, we, with Moss One, we established, um, to ourselves, like how how important it can be to have a relationship with a with a virtual character, something you can't do so well on a flat screen. And then in Moss Two, we're like, okay, 
started exploring, okay, what can we do with this friendship? Like, how can we, you know, what, what twist can we make? Like, how do we make you feel different emotions than just, oh, hey, I've met this character, I helped her, and we won. Um, and so the idea of like, you know, real world, you know, like relationships and breaking up and, and friendships ending and, you know, heartbreak, but also love. And we want, we want to explore all those themes. <clears throat> and so, yeah, we have, a, we have a little twist in the game that's <laughs> indeed spoilery, but um, the, the idea that of Sahima is, is the other character's name. She's a gerbil in the mountains. And her whole thing is we, we didn't want you to meet another character where it's like, cool, I'm going to meet this character and, you know, we're going to be friends and, and it's the same thing over again. Um, Sahima doesn't like you as a reader. She's met characters like you before, these all-powerful beings that, that, you know, if you're good, if you're a good reader, you can, you can help them. If not, then, you know, you could have other, other things in mind. And I think it does show, like, the different types of friendships you can have where maybe maybe you're not friends with this character right away. Maybe you need to learn about trust a little bit, you know? Maybe, maybe you know, you can't just be fast friends with everybody in real life. Um, and maybe you're, a little, you're kind of frenemies at first. Um, and so we, <laughs> a lot of those elements went into it, and, and we, we wanted her character design to sort of mirror that. Like, she, you know, she, she is, she's wearing a hood, and she's just a little bit more closed off. Um, and she doesn't trust you, and we, we hope that, all of those feelings are embodied with that character. Um, yeah, don't don't know if we can show what the character looks like, but hope hope you can experience it for yourself. Um, yeah, we're not going to go as far as to show the scenes, I guess, with uh, Sahima yeah. in them. But uh, I really wanted to talk about it a little bit because to me that was like a big moment of Moss Book Two. You know, it was like. <laughs> I mean, again, that's why I mentioned spoilers, because I'm hoping people who are listening have seen it and, you know, don't have this moment ruined for them or anything. But, like, when all of a sudden I am – there's a whole new character that I'm controlling, and she's got completely different, like, weapon mechanics and, like, in a new environment. Like, that is probably when I felt like I was playing Moss 2, you know? I was like, okay, like, mm -hmm. this is really now separating itself from the original Moss book. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was really well done. And um, it almost like allows me to like see all of the potential at this point. You know, it's like, oh, if you've added Sahima, like what else are we going to be seeing in the years to come? You know, and I know we haven't confirmed Moss 3 or anything, but like there's no way you guys aren't going to keep building on this universe. Like it's just too uh, good. I mean, yeah, we have we have definitely have more stories we'd like to tell, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um mm -hmm. But yeah, the the it's funny making making a sequel is, is is so interesting because you want it to feel the same, you know what I mean? But you also want to introduce different elements. So I I, I think yeah, you're I think you're you're right. The, about the first half of the game is a lot of revisiting, and you know, like maybe someone didn't play the first game, so we want them to experience Moss totally. first before we just at the halfway point just totally switch it up. Um, and yeah, we had a lot of conversations where we're like, "Is this Moss enough? Like, does this even feel like the first game?" And so it's it's a it's a it's a fascinating back and forth of like wanting to keep our identity, but also move move forward. And I think probably every artist has that sort of mm -hmm. existential discussion with with themselves. Um, but Is this Moss yeah, enough? I, I, I do I do like where the balance we struck. I like I like where we ended up with it. Bluebell in the house, hanging out. Hey, Bluebell, says uh, you guys Patreons. put a. Oh, nice, yeah, dude, yeah. we love our Patreons, man. Me too. 
Uh, Love you all. <laughs> Pay Paradise the case <laughs> says Moss in space. <laughs> ah, there <laughs> like we go. Your heads <laughs> just first person shooter. What? Uh, Blue Bell is in the house. Yep, we just mentioned that. The yep. Bearded Bard is here. What's up, hey, Daniel? What's up? Ooh, a little Michelle B stopping in and visiting. Hello there. Uh, Traveling Man 3775 Traveling is here man. saying hi to everybody. What's going on? Uh, we got Sampler 19 in the house. Sampler, hey. Ooh, fun with the clicks is chilling as well. Hello. Uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. All right. It's pretty awesome. We're hanging out with Chris Alderson from Polyart Games. And uh, we're just spoiling Moss Book 2 for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that the majority of people will probably be playing this once it gets to Quest 2. Probably. That would just be my my guess. Um, but you know where I really want to play it? Um, and I have no idea if this is happening or not, but I would love to play this on PSVR 2. Um, so I don't know. Can you? Is there anything you can tell us about that? Is this coming to PSVR 2? Checking notes. Check the notes. Checking notes. Nothing. Yeah, nothing is announced. Nothing, nothing is, is announced. announced. Okay. Confirmed. You heard it here. It's confirmed. No, uh, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> I am. I am very excited for the the PSVR two though. Um, yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. Sony. Sony is too. It's it is fun to hear when whenever we meet up with those guys at at different. Um, they're they're stoked. Whenever whenever the people making it are stoked, you're like, okay, this is gonna be good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, the PSVR was such a big deal because it really brought VR to people in an affordable way. The Quest wasn't out yet. Uh, there wasn't really anything to get you into it without buying a full gaming rig and an expensive headset and all this stuff. But the PSVR mm -hmm. just brought it to, to a whole new audience and it was so good. The games were so good and Sony did a great job and I had some issues, right? But I think that was their testing bed. And I think we are gonna see the full fury of Sony's VR adventure coming up here. I'm really, really excited. Mm -hmm. Pretty stoked for that headset. Yeah. Virtual mm -hmm. Steve is here as well. Hey, hey Virtual Steve. Thank you as well for Good helping us with some troubleshooting yesterday. Appreciate that. Yeah. We uh, got a bunch of friends to help us out yesterday. With yeah. Some issues. We've been so. doing this show called Backseat VR Developer on mm -hmm. Upload VR. Go check it out. YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we actually have an episode of this slated with Polyard Games playing Moss Book 2. Oh, so nice. it's going to be pretty cool. That'll be on upload and uh, we'll do a deeper dive into some of the development aspects of Moss Book 2 when we do that show which will be fun and that'll give yeah. people a glimpse as to great. what it looks like on, on yeah. quest and stuff um what about um what about like steam you know pc vr are is there anything that you can tell us uh about that nope <laughs> uh, the notes say no no but but we are you know we are you know i'll, I'll give the the answer we're, we're excited to bring it to all other platforms um that's a good answer so, Really, we just we just want people to play our game. We um, we spend so long on it, trying to craft it and and bring it to people. And so it's it's um yeah yeah whatever whatever headset you you have, we're we're really hoping to that you'll be able to experience the game. We appreciate like the first that. game. Yeah. The first game we brought it to pretty much everything that was available at the time. Nice. Which we appreciate. Yeah. I've played it on a couple different platforms, and it was it was good on everything I played it on. Mm -hmm. So, yep, very good game. Um, um, so, so we're we're you know we're kind of like talking about PSVR two, saying, oh man, this is gonna be awesome, you know, and you know we've played Moss Book one on a lot of different platforms, you know, 
you've been here, I guess, for a long time. You know, you've been in the VR space for a long time and you've been watching this grow. And, you know, I think when Moss first launched, it was like one of the best, like the, just like one of the best looking and most approachable things. I mean, frankly, it was even before my time, so I can't really speak to it, um, you know, but there's been a lot that's happened in VR, uh, even in the few years that I've been involved now. Um, where, like, what are your like general thoughts? I know you've mentioned that you don't think it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. Right. But a lot of us imagine VR as like the next big thing, you know, like something that's going to be mainstream and then like everybody's going to be doing um, like, what are your like general thoughts on the VR industry? Like, are you as optimistic as some of us are, you know, being in, in it for so long? Like, where do you think things are going? Yeah, I, I'm super optimistic. I think every day I hear a new rumor or a bit of news that like gets me excited again. Um, like even today, someone on our Slack posted about like Apple potentially releasing something in January VR related. I'm just like every day I'm like, oh my God, please do it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and you know, Facebook uh, or Meta, sorry, Meta <laughs> um, had released a video last week where I think... Mark Zuckerberg was talking about some of their newest technology and that that got me really excited and then showing the final prototype of that new headset that's just so streamlined and like is more form fitting the minute you can just like take a pair of sunglasses and throw it on and just have an experience is is I I don't think that far away um and I think it's 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 inevitable that people will will just be like cool I'll I'll, I'll put that on maybe they don't want to put on a you know a a headset that that weighs a pound right now. Yeah, and put that on, and and it feels like it's a lot to take on. And put it's you know it's it's definitely God. It's in probably like the five years that that headsets have actually been on the market. Five and a half, six. Mm -hmm. um, we've already seen such growth. Um, and I man, imagine what happens in five more years. Really, yeah. and then and then and then I I know I I think I'm also just as excited for like mixed reality or 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 um. Or HR, um, not HR, uh, AR. Yeah, <laughs> HR, HR human resources. No one's uh, excited for HR. HR. Yeah, everyone should be excited for HR too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, AR. I, I, I mean, we we haven't done a lot of messing around with it, but but man, just think of the possibilities of everything you can do. And I, I think of a lot of like professional functionality for that, like like all the surgeons out there, like learning how to how to you know perform surgery with AR glasses on, I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm, I'm so excited. I, I can't even contain it. I don't even know what's going to happen next, but all I see is that things are constantly changing. Things are getting more comfortable, less expensive, lightweight. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I feel like we are in a kind of a weird spot right now in the XR industry. Um, Rudel Zavedno is here. What's up, hey, Rudel? Good to see you. What's up? Sadly, it's Bradley dropping what's into the up, chat. Bradley? Really, really about to kind of enforce my sentiment that I'm about to make here. He says, bricks must die. And like, yeah. I feel that, you know, like yeah. I feel that. What he's saying, obviously, is that we put bricks on our face. I mean, we can't be doing that when we want to have an immersive experience, right? And we just went to um, AWE, which had a very strong emphasis on its AR. You know, and I've been going to conventions for a few years now and haven't really had any AR experiences or AR demos that got me excited about the future of AR. I'd so much rather put a headset on and have this like immersive, totally awesome, visual, visually exciting experience. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then we went to AWE and tried some stuff. And uh, the Magic Leap 2 specifically really got me excited. Like, it is so good. Like, the visuals are awesome. They have expanded greatly on the field of view available for AR. And then they turned on the dimming feature, which, like, basically turns to black all of the images that aren't virtual and it's almost like you're in in vr with a pair of ar that's always been the one of the biggest problems in ar minus like field of view and stuff right is is how do you do black right right? because everything you know it's it's very hard to to do a non-color Right, yeah, we got to put a black light, light on. <laughs> right, exactly. So it was really me and Alex's jaw just hit the floor when that happened. When they turned down the rest of the room, and it pretty much turned the Magic Leap Two into a VR headset, which was super wild. So you got to try that. I mm. we always thought it would be like a shield, right? That would have to come yeah. down. We saw that, and too. We, yeah, we did we see did that. See that in another headset as well. Oh, yeah. Man. Wow. It's Very rad, cool. man. And you know, yeah. it's like it. It's it almost get better. It's only going to get better. Yeah. Yes. We're not going backwards. Right. Well, and so and it's, it's what you're seeing for the future. It's only going to get better and better and better. And it's enough it's, for me to wonder if VR is going to actually stay, you know, because well, AR can a do both and yeah. B like, it's just like, it's all about the form. Well, factor it'll just too, merge. It will merge. Yeah, it'll like it'll be, be the same thing. You know, an XR device. Right. You know? Like yeah. do you won't, I mean, I guess maybe right. you could still have a VR or an AR, but I feel like or a mesh of both. I feel like, I feel like they're going to the same spot. A mesh of both. Yeah, like, I don't know, like they're going to like culminate, bam, yep. and it's going to be the perfect blend of both. And oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, it is. So All the realities. Give the AR all. stuff has me excited, <laughs> you know, and this is why I said that I feel like we're in a weird spot right now, because with that, um, with that meta video that they put out with Zuckerberg, like manhandling all these prototypes, you know, those are obviously still very much VR headsets, you know? They are, and like, look at this one, by the way, because this is... This is where things get, this is the lightest, supposedly the lightest and smallest VR headset uh, on the planet. The I mean, and no, this isn't the Cambria. This is, this is a, I can't remember what the code name was for this, but this is just uh, another headset that they made with these, with all of the different technologies that they've been working on and all of these different prototypes kind of all smushed into one, right? And, um, you know, this is nowhere near any kind of a it consumer. It does look small. It does. It does. But this isn't a, you know, this won't be available like anytime soon. So don't get too excited. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, these companies are working on this right now. This, you know, they have prototypes in their hands. They're figuring out all of these problems. And Facebook is using all of our meta is using all of this money um, from all the, you know, data they've mined from us, right, to kind of bring us this technology um, and figure out the problems um, that are holding all of this you know, technology back. So it's being worked on and we're getting there. And, you know, like Chris was saying, we're not going, we're not going to go backwards. Um, everything right. is going to continue to go forwards until who knows until one day, maybe, you know, um, we just push a button on our temple and there we are. Space denizen. <laughs> Good to see you. Space hey, denizen. what's up, buddy? Void citizen. Heck yeah. Cosmos. The legend. Resident. Um, <laughs> good to see you, buddy. So any, by the way, any reservations, uh, I mean, you don't have to answer this, but any reservations about Meta and their involvement in the VR space, Chris, or are you are you basically pro Meta? I I mean, I just wrapped up work on the Quest Two um, for Moss Book Two. They, I gotta say, it's it's all the experience is all done. I and it was a very probably the easiest landing for a game that that I've I've made. Um, and so I love I love the hardware. I can speak to that. Yeah. Um, you're you're talking about the PSVR 
2 or PSVR version of Moss 2 being a little bit blurry, like it is going to be so clear on this headset. So I'm excited for you to check it out and then let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will be one of the best looking games on the platform. Nice. Um, and and I gotta say, yeah, I'm 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 pro I'm pro Meta. Um, I'm pro Meta Quest. Um, I think what they've done to bring VR to a more mainstream audience, like the investment they've they've made, is only helping us as as VR studios and developers. Um, and so, without these companies spending a lot of money and trying to get this hardware into the hands of players everywhere, um, I wouldn't exist, um, or at least our studio wouldn't exist. So I I think we do owe them um, quite quite a bit yeah. for their involvement and. And you know the people we work with are are great, and so um, yeah, I hope I hope they keep making awesome stuff, because um, I I know they're all in, and so that makes me want to be all in with them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we've been talking about games. You know, like mm-hmm. VR as a gaming platform, VR as a as a uh, you know, as a recreational tool. And you mentioned you can see uh, VR, you know, use case applications for like work or training and stuff like that too. Um, but what in your opinion is like the ultimate potential of this technology? Like what is this really pushing us towards? That, that is an interesting question, which I think depending on who you are, <laughs> will give you, um, because a lot of my answers, if I think about them too long and hard, get kind of scary. Yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> I, 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 what I, what I'm a sucker for, especially right now, is 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 building relationships in VR, like creating characters that people love and want to hang out with. As a as a character artist that has worked on on AAA titles on 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 the screen, nothing has ever gotten me more excited than when people have like met Quill. Hands down, that is like the best experience. As a character artist, to have someone not only be able to say like, that character looks cool, I wanna shoot guns with this character. Um, to have someone like meet a character and be like, whoa, I need, I wanna be involved. Like, I love this character. I need it to be in my life. Um, that gets me so excited, but it also freaks me out. Like how far can you go with that? Um, to the point where, you know, um, maybe I don't need my human friends mm-hmm. anymore. You know, maybe I only need this virtual world with these characters that other developers have created. Um, and so, yeah, when people talk about or ask me like, what's exciting, I also have this sort of like this, this little, little tinge in the back of my head where I'm like, you know what, how, how far do we go? I, I do want, you know, to make sure that the, the characters we make are, are ones that, that meet like mean well that that do do good things for humanity um and so yeah i guess it'll be interesting if you ask me that question in like five more two or three more years like what what is it now like what have we created what have other other developers created um that gets me excited i like this answer Mm -hmm. i I mean we can go in a lot of directions with that it's it's interesting to me because you know vr the thing that i think separates and i think we all think this that separates vr from playing a flat screen game or watching a movie or whatever is this like feeling of, of presence and immersion and like connection to the experience, you know, like you're very much in it when you have a VR headset on, but that's not required 
for people to feel what you're talking about right now. You know, like I think it helps in, in Moss, right? Because A, it's a VR game, so you're only doing it in VR. And uh, B, you're sharing space with the characters. So I think that contributes to that feeling of connection that you're having. Um, but, you know, something that is happening in like, I don't know, like Japan and stuff are like dudes who have never had a girlfriend in their whole life. And then they decide, oh, I'm going to have a virtual girlfriend now. And they have like a hologram projection of some anime female and like that's their girlfriend now, you know, and like they maintain relationships with digital beings even without VR, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's already happening. And it goes the other direction though too, right? So let's not get too doom and gloom on this because yeah, you can have... That's not doom or gloom. I mean, not not, not inherently. I mean, you know, given the illusion of... That's what people want to have in their life, right? It's like... Yeah. But but it's also, it's exploitable. You know, yeah. it's like me as as a company trying to make money. I could eventually turn on ads with this right. character. I could I can turn this really cool character that we love into something very. All of very a sudden, bad. your girlfriend wants to go to McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she only likes chicken nuggets, guys. She's so cute. <laughs> Uh, what was the point you were going to make? Well, the point I was going to make is just that that you know I use relation uh, I use. Uh, VR to build relationships as well, right? Like I, I've met so many amazing people uh, in VR, and I've strengthened and you know strengthened and bonded those relationships very, very strong. I have some of my best friends in the world that I've met through VR, and that you know we've we've built these relationships together and gone through and and explored worlds and and defeated bad guys together and just hung out and chilled and like just all of this stuff. And uh, and I think being able to share a space without actually sharing a space, right? You know, you have people from all over the country and we're all hanging out like we're in the same room. Uh, that's such a powerful thing. Uh, you yeah. know, being able, you know, haptics, being able to like poke each other, or hug or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, and really feeling like you're there um, and hanging out with people that otherwise, you know, you might just have to hop on the phone with or something. It's, it's very different, I think. Um, that not only are we building, you know, relationships with these characters, um, but with people, but with real people all over the place that can really, um, you know, broaden in, in our lives and, you know, make, make sure. just things better. So totally. When you're thing. doing a multiplayer experience. Sure. Right. Of course. Like, but you have the choice. Everyone, people have the choice. Well, how I, they want to live. That's true. Life. But not every. And that's I guess that's what we're getting at. Some mm-hmm. people choose to maintain relationships with entirely digital entities. Yeah. Right. Like uh, I'm sure there's some people out there who have, you know, maintained a relationship with Quill to a certain extent. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how maybe the that's just like their their moment of connection or whatever. But uh, to Chris's point, you know, I, we're already at a point where some people are doing this, you know, without VR. Like they just have like a like the TV screen and the, there's the image of of the girl on there and that's his girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know. And like I was connecting with people and, and forming bonds and relationships in World of Warcraft years and years and years and years before VR ever came around, right? right. So, but I think I think the takeaway here is that VR does something to exacerbate this. I think it makes it much easier to form those kinds of connections, or certainly at least makes it uh, the experience more. Um, like captivating, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're more enjoyable. It's, mm-hmm. it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It really Especially is. Done, done well, done well. It can be so powerful. Um, and it is, it is difficult right now too to to make a, a compelling character in VR that feels somewhat real. Um, it does take a lot of like time and effort and talent. 
to do that. Licks, um, Nicks, thanks for being here, man, buddy. See you later. If you get it right, if you get it right, there's for me, there's not much that compares to it. Yeah. 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 Well, preaching to the choir here. Yep. You know, <laughs> this is I think we all get it at this point. You know, we get that uh VR is is captivating and powerful in a way that other mediums have not been, you know, and um we're here for it. Um but yeah, I like that answer, man, because I think we're going to have to go back to the drawing board for a lot of things as this technology becomes more accessible and more profound. You know, we have to not only are we going to have to redefine what it means to be in a relationship, but you know, what it means to I don't know, to do a lot of stuff. What it means to be human essentially I think is going to be challenged by some of the stuff that we have at our fingertips as this technology becomes better and better. Yeah, we you yeah. know, Zuckerberg was just, you know, on that that video we were kind of previewed there for a minute. He was talking about trying to get it getting vr to the point where you can't really tell the difference between yeah. you know what yeah. you're seeing in the headset and in real life and they're working on this like they're working on that and they have yeah. you know that that display that you hold up to your face that has all the fans that's really heavy but it's all hdr um super brightness it can match the brightness of going outside into the sun right but with <laughs> yeah it's a bold claim Wow, it's as bright as the sun thing? well it's not as bright as the sun but like <laughs> like going outside during the day Right. You know, when you go outside during the day in a VR experience, you're not like squinting your eyes right. and like, you know, but, I, but, but they're getting there and they're, and they're trying to get the resolution of headsets um, to the point where um, it's, it's a retinal display where you can't tell, you know, you can't really decipher the difference between real life resolution and video game resolution. Right. So we're working on these problems and they're going to be there and they're going to be there for my kid and they're going to be there for your kid someday. Um, you know, and this is all, this is all stuff that's on the way. And, uh, I am personally very excited for it. I'm excited to see where this digital utopia ends up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what do you think yeah. about Chris? Yeah. yeah. How far, how far do we, do we go? Um, it's crazy. It's exciting, but yeah, it's like what, yeah. When does it get to the point where I forget I'm in a simulation? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, has it already? Maybe it has not but, but it could, yeah, it could get, it could get there. Or you, it has already. Forget, yeah, you forget you're in one, and then you just keep going, and then you start to simulate stuff inside of your simulation. Yeah, and you make yourself sounds a, very a, a familiar. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's funny. Is like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm like a dreamer, but like all of this really does seem inevitable to me. You know, it just and seems it completely yeah. inevitable to For me sure. that one day we will be able to choose the reality that we're existing in. Period. Like, I don't mm -hmm. care how we get there, like what tool we're using to accomplish that. I can just see that happening one day. We're like, mm, do I like this reality? No, I'm gonna switch into a different one right now. And then you do for all intents and purposes, yeah. switch into a new reality. That to me sounds like an inevitability, but what is not inevitable is whether or not I'll see it, right? Like I'm right. wondering like how long it takes actually for some of this stuff to like reach the next like, crazy, like mind blowing level you know whereas like right now i can still wrap my head around what's happening i can say oh no there's a flashing light in front of my eyes that's going so fast and it's moving in real time with my head and i'm feeling these haptics and the audio is coming in and it's replicate like i can wrap my head around how that works to a certain extent but i can imagine some future iteration of this thing just completely melting our brains and like switching everything over and i just wonder like how long does this actually take well technological you know? evolution doesn't stop so there'll never be a point where it's just done. Right. 
Right. Yeah, we're going so, up, yeah. And up and up and up. So, you know, the question is how long until it gets to a point where it's good enough that you feel that way. Will we you see know? it, I guess, is my question. I mean, I, f- I already feel like I'm there in, to a degree, right? I hang out almost every day in Neos with my friends. And I go to these wild places and, and we hang out and we do all these things together. And for all intents and purposes, we have chosen another reality during those times, right? So, it, it, you know, to a certain point, we're there already. There's so many people that live in VR chat. People, you know, having relationships and getting married in there. Um, we are, we're there. We're just at the beginning stages of it, but we're already there in, in my mind. So eventually, you know, we will get to the point maybe that we forget that we can take that headset off, you know? Right, or like a BCI that like really sure. does it, you know? Like, sure. are we going to be able to see anything like that? Like, Chris, are you expecting mm. to see a BCI that like changes your reality in your lifetime? What's BCI? Uh, like a brain computer <laughs> interface, you know, like something that like takes over your brain and puts whatever it wants uh, in it. I don't, I don't have an answer to that one. I feel like it's going to happen. If we think about the trajectory we're on. Um, yeah. Then, when Valve when has I been start... working on it, you know, Valve is a lot of, talked about a lot of it. companies working on it and, and we will get there, but I don't think we'll see a BCI that can intercept our visual cortex and, you know, and be able to write to our brain uh, in a really meaningful way to replace reality within our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Maybe our kids will see it. Maybe not. Maybe their kids, right? That's a pretty serious thing. We don't know everything about how the brain works, how, how the human body works yet. So we're, we're still even in the medical dark ages, right? So we will get there, but I don't know that it'll be during our, our, um, our life medical, man if this is the medical dark ages what do you call like <laughs> the renaissance like ah that was like that was pre-medical that was oh you got sick now you're dead yeah. sorry <laughs> oh, back in the death ages right the death ages. <laughs> everyone was exactly dead. exactly yeah. oh we'll get there we'll get there but uh yeah that's gonna take a minute <laughs> well it's fun to dream about anyway it is um, we know, Absolutely. so we're kind of getting, we're getting a little bit close here to the end of our broadcast. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want to just bounce the ball back into Chris's court one more time. You know, we've talked about Moss and Moss book two, and we talked about Polyarch to a, a certain extent, but is there anything that's like kind of important about what you guys have been working on or uh, something that's like uh, clutch to mention about Moss that's maybe misunderstood that we haven't gotten around to yet. You know, anything that we can get to before we start to wrap it up. Um, that's a big question. Um, can't talk about future facing projects. Um, I can talk about Moss 2 on the Quest 2. Um, I just want to reiterate that I think it's gonna, it's gonna look so good. We, we keep seeing reviews from the first game for the Quest and people talk about how good it looks. And I think, I think Moss 2 is going to really blow people away. Um, and as a studio, as, as as someone who's head of the art um, in this in the studio, is I think that's where we always want to be. We always want to be one of the best looking games. Um, and so, if people feel like we're there, I'd love we'd love to hear it. If if people are like, no, this doesn't look good enough, please tell me why, because <laughs> because we really just want our our games to feel immersive, and we want we want people to love them. Um, I only had um, one moment in Moss Book One when it's when i Uh-oh. it's when i jumped uh when quill jumped onto the raft and the water like didn't like ripple and move it was just like a flat it was like a blanket you know and that was yeah. the moment in moss book one where i was like this 
looked better on on PlayStation, and that was like a slightly immersion breaking moment. The water for Moss One, we got dinged on a lot. So I won't even I won't even like hide that fact. Yeah, <laughs> the, the comment that keeps coming up, and it's like, man, if only the water looked good. Um, the I I will I will confirm that the water for Moss Book Two on the Quest Two should meet your standards. Again, I want to hear from you. Play it. Let me know what you think, and you tell me if it if it's good enough. Um, oh, I will. I will. Yeah, I, I think it's got <laughs> it's got sheen on it. Ooh. I think it, I think it's gonna look really good. Yeah, Moss. I think Moss won on the quest. I don't even know if we turned on any sort of like specularity or like roughness on, on the material. So everything was very flat. And so it was just the raw color of the water without any reflection from the sky. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so it was, I think it was all gray. <laughs> so. Uh, so a couple yeah. of people in our chat are asking about Moss, uh, like figures or plushes or like something. Like how can they, can they buy them? They have open wallets. You know, are you guys ever going to make those things purchasable for people oh. or something that's purchasable purchasable for people? So we have, can you guys see this? We have this <laughs> can one. we see this? Yeah, yeah, we see it. It's amazing. It's beautiful. So this, this one's new. I love it. Yeah, we're, we're trying to like work with like transparent materials and stuff. Um, the one that caused an uproar in some of the older, like we were, we were going to when we were promoting Moss One. We were going to all these uh, conferences and we were like hiding them around. And we ended up, you know, we would we would hide the the model and then we would tweet like, "Hey, here's here's where it is," and show kind of like, you know, a hint of where it was located on the show floor. And then people would run to it, and it caused a couple fights. And so wow, we stopped we stopped doing that. We oh. completely stopped handing them out. So there's no way to do that. Um, but I. We are working on plans to sell that old statue. Cool. That would nice. be great. I would nothing, definitely get yeah, one. Nothing is, is final. Sadly, the thing that's slowing the process down is the factory that that built the original mold burnt down. <laughs> so oh, we no. have to like go through the process again of like giving you know, finding a different a different house, getting them the mold, like or getting them the statue so they can create a mold, relearn how to paint it and everything. So it is gonna take a little bit longer, but the plan is to do that. Um plushies are are something we're we're talking to multiple vendors about, but nothing has sort of been finalized there. Um I'm hoping hoping after we launch on the quest two we'll be able to dedicate a little bit more time on that. Um but I, yeah, yeah, a lot of our efforts are are promoting the the next launch. Um, but yeah, as but no, they all, should all be. We want to do. We're, we're, we heard. We heard you guys. Um, we're trying as fast as possible. So they're trying. Yeah, I mean, I've. I remember I've spoken with Lincoln about the figures and stuff before, and he told me that like each figure is like more money than you would realize. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not I don't, cheap. I don't think we plan on making any money off of it. I think it's more just like people. People want it. If we can break even on it, I think. I think we're happy. So that's um, nice. But yeah, we got to find a way to, you know, what what are what price are p- people willing to pay, and then how how expensive is it to build it? And so, well, um, if it's if it's the price that I think it will be, it's not going to be cheap. So you yeah, know, just keep that in mind, people. If these things go up for sale, you might have <laughs> to really pay for it. Yeah, if you don't mass produce things like this, um, yeah, it's 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 not really super affordable. But hey, I would love to have a quill figure um up on my shelf with with some of my other stuff. That has so to happen. Yeah, that'd be great. It has to happen. I hope that does happen. And that's it. And that, and that's I think that's this is going to bring it full circle for us because that's the power of the character that you guys made. 
you know, and it's a little silly, but I really do think that that is like the magic of Moss is the ability to connect and, and I guess, love the, the character that you're controlling, you know, like I love Mario, but to be completely honest, the only reason is because he's in the games that I love, you know, mm -hmm. it's not that like I fell in love with Mario and then therefore I play every one of his games. It's like, no, I love the mechanics and the physics and, you know, I like the game and he just happens to be the character. So mm -hmm. there we go. I guess I like Mario. It's almost by like association, mm -hmm. but you know, to Chris's point earlier, like people play this instantly connect with the character and now they want to yeah. go through the adventure, you know? And I think yeah. that that is something that is hard to do, especially in our little niche community of, of VR where, you know, we often just get indie titles, you know, and like smaller studios putting out games and, you know, they just do whatever they can to get out a game. And, you know, they, maybe they don't put all that love and energy and thought into making sure that people do create such an authentic connection or care about the character in the game. Mm -hmm. But it's happened here. And, yeah. um, I think anybody who plays Moss absolutely knows what we're talking about. And if you haven't played Moss, this is obviously your sign to go and play it. So, you know, kudos to, uh, to you, Chris, and the team over at Polyarch Games. Um, you know, I don't know how many more times we need to say it, but you made a good game. So thank you, you so much. And for the people in our audience here listening, if you want to head over to uh, the Between Realities Discord, maybe we'll pop some keys in there or something. So, whoa. Okay. Yeah. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Give some away. Well, I guess we have some keys, maybe. Come join the Between yeah, Realities we'll, Discord. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll find a way to get you some copies of the game. We'll get you guys into Moss, mm -hmm. all right? So yes. that's all you need to know. Um, anything else, Chris, before we uh, say goodbye? No, I, I, I just really want to thank you for your time and, and thank you for thinking of me. Um, I, I enjoyed meeting you guys a few months ago, and it's been fun to kind of hang out and get to know you a little bit more. And um, yeah, thanks to the community. Um, Y'all are super cool. You never know how, like, some of these things, some of the chats, I, I think we were talking about before we started, um, some of them get a little a little out of hand. And I got to say that <laughs> this community seems super cool. So kudos to you guys, too, for, for fostering such a, a good group of people. Um, no, I, I, I'm really impressed with with what you guys are doing. Oh man. Thank oh, you so very much. Very cool. Thanks. Thank appreciate you so much. that. We are here for you. Uh, reach out anytime. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. Everyone thank you. say goodbye to Chris Alderson, co-founder and art director from Polyard games. Mm, Just bye -bye. slinging around these big epic titles. See, like you. <laughs> see you Chris. Bye. 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 Later. And there he goes. He's gone. Woo. See you later. <laughs> bye. Bye. Chris Alderson from Poly Polyard games. That was great. That was great. Dude, like I it literally makes fun. me want to play Moss. Like, yeah. I like want to be in it. Yes, I will definitely see I've been like I've been kind of holding I want to go back and I want to finish this game really bad. But I gotta be honest, I've been waiting for the quest because for me the PSVR isn't super comfortable and it's hard with with glasses and stuff. So I'm really hoping that I can manage to hold my enthusiasm back to get back into this game uh, until the quest release. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, you Maybe don't I won't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you uh, don't have that much long of a wait. You don't have true. much of a, of a wait at this point. True, you know, we got a month, that. and then you'll be in there. And yep. uh, and I'm we're gonna go in there, and we're just gonna rip this game up graphically. Just find every little, little <laughs> graphical issue it has. <laughs> no, just tear it apart. It. It's, gonna, gonna, it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. I'm definitely excited. Um, <laughs> 
Well, well, well. Well, well. Um, thank you all for joining us. Yes. Right. This live episode. We have had an amazing chat. Chris it was not joking. Um, you guys are fantastic. And it is amazing to have you here with us. Creeper Betty and Chroma Snare and Sampler 19, Duggars K, Virtual Steve, Paradise Decay, Bluebell, Diego Darko. That's Fuzzy Bullocks. And you know it. Uh, we've got Ecoin to the Future and Traveling Man and. Uh, uh, Rudel and, and sadly it's Bradley and GTGT and GT and, <laughs> and Michelle B and uh, and Licks Nix was here earlier. He he said goodbye when he dipped out. Um, and uh, Mo Beast Gaming and 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 and, and, and Space Denizen and, wow. and 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 Chroma Snare and and and, and all of you. <laughs> we love you. You know, Thank Chris you. isn't joking, man. We do have just the best community. Yeah. It is the great. best. You guys are great. Freaking love you guys. Extra shout out to the new yeah. Patreons. We know we've had a bunch of extra Heck Patreons yeah. and we're going to, we're going to, I don't know. Let us know if thank we you. can give back anyway to our Patreons uh, yes, other than, other than the rewards that you get. Oh, and traveling up. man with that last minute donation. Uh, thank you so much. Kudos to the chat. You are all awesome. Thanks <laughs> traveling man. Good yeah. looking out. What are we doing next week? Next week we have Sly Lee of the, of Emerge and Emerge is a haptic technology uh, that you put your hands over and it makes you feel stuff on your hands. But so, so this is cool technology and we get to meet and hang out with Sly and he's actually a pretty cool guy. And we really felt like we could have some really good conversations. You know, we might get into some, uh, more philosophical topics yeah. next week. So let's see, uh, let's see where this goes. Yeah. But I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. My boy Sly has been down the rabbit hole, just like your boy, Alex, and just like your boy, Ski. So <laughs> we all uh, have some perspective and yes. the emerge thing is pretty crazy. They're using sound waves to create haptics on your hands. As you just like, you like float your hands over the, I don't know. You guys will tune in next week yeah. to see what's going on with emerge with, uh, with the creator of emerge slyly. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I guess that's it. I don't want it to end. It'll be a whole nother week until we get to see all of these fine, um, right? little avatars in our chat. I know. So. What about like a gaming session tonight or tomorrow? Uh, this is possible. Are you yeah. playing tonight? You gaming tonight? Uh, I'm going to pick up my kid here. That sounds very like a negative soon. ghost rider. Yeah. Not gaming tonight, see. but I'm trying to. So if you guys want to play some games, hit me up in the discord. I'd love to get into something tonight. Um, Hey man, great job with, uh, OBS, you know? Thanks. It worked. Thanks. Yeah. The, the stream. We did it. The All whole right. Woohoo. I love it. Good job. All right, everybody. Bye. See you next All week. Right. Adios, everyone. See ya.